What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to the Carmine Davis Show. How are you, child? <laughs> oh my god, the MAGA people are up in these people's capital. What the fuck is going on? What are we doing? Girl, what the fuck? Okay, before we go any further, make sure you, if you're a new listener and you're just tuning in, make sure you like, rate, comment, review this podcast. Um, I don't do this for my health. Show some love, show some support. Um... Y'all, they are up in them people's house. Okay, so... It's so much to unpack. Okay, so... If you... Again, if you are new to the show, we always start with the hot topic. And today, what the fuck else are we going to talk about? That shit that is going down at the U.S. Capitol, baby. MAGA Lives Matter or whatever, child. I... What a mess. That was embarrassing. Like, that was embarrassing. I'm going to say it. We That was fucking embarrassing. Let me start that off up top. Okay? Like, wham, bam, what the fuck just happened? Oh, my God. Donald Trump told them bitches to march up to the, U- the U.S. Capitol, and them bitches raided the motherfucker. I don't. Uh, uh, okay. Let me get the. Let me. I don't want to skip the formalities. Okay. This topic, of course, the hot topic is coming from no other than lovebeescott.com. And we're just going to. We're just going to roll all the facts out and then I'll talk. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. 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 Hold on. Mine is spinning. Okay. Okay. So where do we start? I don't want to miss. I'm like Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. Okay. So Trump supporters started um, chanting Trump won the election um, from the Congress floor at the U.S. Capitol. Um, That was around like this afternoon. Um. Crowds of Donald Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. for the Stop the Seal rally being held on the National Mall attempted to storm the Capitol building while Congress deliberates certifying the election results inside. Okay, on Wednesday, January the 6th, social media went into a frenzy when video footage of thousands of Trump supporters storming the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. began circulating. The chaos actually began on Tuesday, January the 5th night when these pro-Trump protesters clashed with police officers ahead of Congress clarifying Joe Biden's presidential win this afternoon. There are countless amounts of footage from last night's events as well, where viewers can see these supporters attacking authorities in the street near Black Lives Matter Plaza, to be exact, which isn't too far from the White House. Today, as the world watches these protesters continue with their violence, we're now seeing more recent footage of them successfully storming the Capitol building, child, and actually walking inside of it as if they were (laughs) simply taking strolls on the motherfucking beach. 
When they initially attempted to infiltrate the building, it was actually put on lockdown. However, it looks like the tactic wasn't successful, considering that these protesters are now inside. Seeing these videos have angered a lot of people, specifically black people in this country, even around the world, as they are dra- drawing comparisons about what these Trump supporters would have been faced with from the government officials and police authorities had they have been black people storming the building, child. Many are looking at these white protesters seemingly easily do this with little to no reaction or people stopping them as the perfect example of white privilege. One pro-Trump supporter protester was even captured standing on the Congress stage. Sean King posted the photo with the caption, a Trump supporter just took over the stage and microphone on the floor of Congress and is yelling Trump won the election. Can you imagine if this was a Black Lives Matter protester? We'll keep you updated as the events unfold throughout the day. Okay, and they did. And we did, and we stayed updated. Okay, so shortly after, child, a woman got shot during in the neck during the Trump inside it right at the Capitol. Um, her name was um, Ashley Babbitt. She was an Air Force vet from California. Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. In between that, as y'all know, they ran him into the motherfucking U.S. Capitol like Tomb Raider. And in between all that, Donald Trump's Twitter account locked due to risk of violence. Finally, Twitter said Wednesday it has locked President Donald Trump's account for 12 hours and warned for the first time that it may be suspended. They might suspend him permanently. Donald Trump has been locked out of his Twitter account for the next 12 hours due to risk of violence. Following the violence that took place in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, the president took to Twitter to continue to incite violence and spew lies about the presidential election. Oh, my God. Twitter originally added a disclaimer to each tweet stating that it was a claim of election fraud and that the tweet can't be replied to, retweeted, or liked due to a risk of violence. The social media platform decided to remove several of Trump's tweets altogether. As a result of the unprecedented and ongoing violence situation in Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C., we have required the removal of three real Donald Trump's tweets that were posted earlier today for repeated and severe violations of our civic integrity policy. Twitter Safety tweeted, they also added a link to the company's civic integrity policy, which states that you may not use a platform to for the purpose of manipulating or interfering in elections or other civic processes. Twitter locked his account until thursday january the 7th future violations of the twitter rules including our civic integrity of violent threats policies will result in permanent suspension of the real donald trump account tweeted twitter safety although twitter has placed disclaimers on many of trump's tweets in the past this marks the first time he has actually been locked out of his account additionally facebook and youtube have removed a video of trump calling the rioters special guy rosen who serves a vp of integrity at facebook tweeted about the video removal this is an emergency 
This is an emergency situation and we are taking appropriate emergency measures, including removing President Trump's video. He tweeted, we removed it because on balance, we believe it contributes to contributes to rather than diminish the risk of ongoing violence. I mean, another thing that went crazy today. Did y'all see that shit about when the, um, what was it? The, um, United Christians church did the, um, black lives matter banner. And those MAGA supporters went in and restaged the George Floyd killing on the Washington DC, like the steps of the Capitol, like on this of the steps of the Capitol before all of it happened. What happened was they put up a um, Black Lives Matter banner. And so they decided to make fun of the George Floyd death. Like right there on the Capitol steps, they have showed their ass today on the Capitol steps. Like in the Capitol, like just like all day, they were all up there like they lived there. Mike Pence um, also unfollowed Trump on Twitter for a moment. A couple uh, hours later, he refollowed him. It's going down. Like, this is some crazy shit. White people are clowning. White people are clowning, y'all. What the hell we gonna do now? I'm just playing. That's like my favorite clip right now. But I know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to mind my black business. Okay. And let these motherfuckers annihilate each other and move on. Okay. So um, y'all lost. At the end of the day, you can run through anything. You can destroy whatever you want. Y'all are not the it girls anymore. MAGA. I want y'all to understand that. The Proud Boys. Trump supporters, um, whatever you call yourself, you racists and you bigots who cannot understand and grasp the concept of an election and democracy. There is a winner and there is a loser. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to me closely. Listen to me closely and understand that there are winners and losers in life. And this part of life, you have lost. But you don't have to be a loser. You don't have to be a loser. Educate yourself. Understand what the fuck is going on. Why are you losing? Why do people not want to see you make America great again with your KKK flags and you burn in? Um, Black Lives Matter banners and reenacting the death of an innocent black man on the nation's capital. You know what I mean? Take a time and take a breather, Tam, to reflect and look at life as what it is in reality, not the delusions that your Trump as president has instilled in you that's not real you lost the election no one wants trump in another minute in that office if we could go and get that motherfucker out right now we i we should 
honestly, I'm, I'm I'm almost a thousand percent sure if we push the issue, that motherfucker will be out, evicted, homeless, unemployed today. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised by next time this episode air next episode that motherfucker will be talking about and kicking about how they put that motherfucker out in a Penske truck. Charlie probably will give him a um, what is it? A budget truck, bitch, or a U-Haul, thirty-five dollars to get that bitch down the street. Child, they done. Oh my god, what a mess! What a mess! Like what a fucking mess! Like this, uh, this is some, this is embarrassing. This is some niggerish shit. All of this is crazy. Like, and you can't compare the two. People comparing what happened with Black Lives Matter to what these motherfuckers um did today is and what they've been doing is crazy and that's the problem um us screaming telling y'all that we're not going to allow y'all to kill us anymore and y'all being upset because you lost an election you literally lost an election and going on these tirades of writing these diatribes and going on this chaos carnival it's a chaos carnival with and y'all are the fucking monkeys y'all the fucking uh wild clowns out there in this fucking chaos carnival screaming how there are votes that weren't counted that they stole the election twice and if they stole the election what would that tell you if that is all true that nobody wants that motherfucker there we don't want him there. We don't want him there. Let it go. Understand that. Um, I want you to breathe and reflect on that. I want you to, you know, inhale that. Understand that and breathe. Because in a couple of months, that is crazy. Y'all are holding on to this man who in a, a year or two, it's over. It's gone. Take the flags down, honey. Take the hats off it's tacky it's it's vintage now honestly it's like more than anything is going to be like more if you look at it the right way the the quicker he gets out of there like the higher the price is going to be you know what i mean like on those hats to resell on ebay like um, imagine how like in 10 years how much those hats going to be worth like oh you know maga hat when the world was at this it's worse you know what I mean? Like that hat's gonna go. You know what I mean? The worst president of the United States. Wow, an artifact. Let's remember when bigotry was popular. God, that's almost I don't believe that. I promise, I promise, honey, there's a hat. There's you know what I mean? Like people are gonna remember these times as some of the darkest times in humanity. People are laughing at us. And you are literally running around like a dumbass wearing that fucking Make America Great hat again on purpose, not to be funny, not to be quirky. You're wearing that fucking hat on purpose. And then when I see you black motherfuckers with wearing the shit, you what the what what in the fucking Uncle Ruckus is that? Why? Bitch, do you know what that fucking shit means? They are making fun of you on the fucking Capitol the u.s capitol stairs 
They're making fun of you. They are talking about you because you don't matter. They are burning flags that represent you and banners because in their mind, you don't matter. But you think that you're being I don't I, I don't understand that. Black people for Trump and the black people for make America great. Again, I don't understand. I don't understand why anybody's for Trump. Still to this day, I'm still trying to figure out what is the big um what is it? What's the lasso? What's what's keeping you tied to him? Why? What is all this passion? I don't feel like I'm some a part of me feels like it has nothing to do with him. A part of it feels like it's just the fact the numbers are jarring to you. And the fact that y'all are the minority now. You white, quote unquote, heterosexual pricks are the minority now. And it's, it's time to hang it up. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Or let go. Let go. Just go somewhere. Go Go away, you know, like do go quietly, um, get together and go in a bunker or something like that for the next four years, eight years, probably, you know, just get together, rally together and try to build a commune. You know, there are other things to do if you really don't want running up in the motherfucking capital. Girl, I mean, could you imagine what that would have been with the Black Lives Matter? If you followed, if you followed the FUBU um, series that I on the Carmine Davis show here, go back and, and listen to that. And I tell a story about how they have the capitals and all that surrounded. And the any even in, in Atlanta, all the historic buildings were surrounded by armed forces. Girl, you motherfuckers are running up in there like y'all live there. Like y'all like running from the fucking police or some shit in the house. Like y'all pay rent in that bitch. How the fuck did that happen? They don't have a murder. They don't have an arrest. They had 13 people arrested during these riots. They had buses of people during the Black Lives Matter riots. And they laughed at it. They loved it. They thought it was so necessary. They maced us. They they rubber bullets. This is embarrassing. White people, what the fuck do y'all have to say for yourselves? Honestly. Honestly. What the fuck do y'all have to say to yourself? There are people listening to the show and like, um, we're really popular in El Salvador. Um, Asia, all these people, they're probably listening to the show laughing. Laughing at this, this bitch talking about how crazy America is. Because it is. You're listening to the show and it is, it's just as crazy as I'm telling you the shit that's going on right now, what you see on Twitter and TV and all that is actually happening. This shit is insane. Um, unprecedented times, but do y'all hear about Breonna Taylor? We made a step. It's a minor step. The other two officers were fired in the Breonna Taylor case. Um, they'll probably be rehired to some other division down the street, child. But it's a step. Hopefully, like I tweeted, you know, streets. You know, you got to do your job. You know, y'all you know, do your research, do your time, make sure timing is right. You know, you know what I'm saying. 
But anyway, let's move on. But before we do, make sure you follow, like, rate, and review this podcast. Subscribe. Um, I don't do this for my health. I'd appreciate the help. I'd appreciate the love and support. Mash that bell button. Mash that follow button. Mash that subscribe button. And give me five stars because I am a five-star biatch. Um, the next topic um, segment is um, music. Our musical spotlight, our artist spotlight. Around this time, we usually talk about an artist. We haven't done an artist in a very, very long time because I'm saving it for a really, really big artist. Um, I don't want to talk too much. Anyway, so this the next artist segment we do is going to be about a particular artist. Just know that. But this time, we are doing a project. Um, and this week, I want to talk about actually... A song that I listen to during times like these um, when I need to lean closer to my faith. Um, It's a song that I've been listening to since I was a child. We all kind of know it. But for some reason, I'm not understanding why it wasn't as popular as it was. And this is the duet of Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston's When You Believe. Now, we discussed Mariah Carey briefly. We discussed Whitney Houston. We haven't really gone in depth with either one of them um, because, you know, they probably would have their own episodes apiece. But this song, to me, I don't really understand why it wasn't as big as it was, considering that both of them were in their prime when the song came out. To me, the song was perfectly produced, perfectly produced, perfectly written. It was a dream team, a dream project, and it didn't do anything. Um, Just in case you, for some odd reason, don't know anything about the song, maybe you did not even know they had a duet together, or maybe you don't remember it. Maybe you were, I don't know, I don't know how people don't know about it. Um, But When You Believe is a song from the 1998 DreamWorks musical animated feature, The Prince of Egypt. It was written and composed by Stephen Schwartz, a pop single version of When You Believe with additional music and lyrics by writer-producer Babyface, which is the song we're talking about today. This version, the Babyface version, was also recorded for the film by American singers Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston for the film's end credits and its soundtrack album. Additionally, the song serves as the lead single for both Houston's fourth studio album my love is your love and carrie's first compilation album number ones the original version of the song featured in the narrative portion of the film is performed by sally dworsky michelle pfeiffer and a children's choir um when you believe is described as a big ballad with meaningful and inspirational lyrics describing the ability each person has to achieve miracles when they reach out to god and believe um was recorded august 1998 and released November the second, nineteen ninety eight. Their song received generally mixed reviews from music critics and, and experienced moderate success, peaking at number fifteen on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Despite heavy media attention and live promotion, it achieved better charting throughout Europe and other nations, and reaching number one in Hungary, Hungary, peaking within the top five in Belgium, France, Iceland, Italy, and the Netherlands. 
Norway, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. When You Believe was awarded the Academy Award for Best Original Song at the 71st Annual Ceremony on March 21st, 1999. Um, Prior to their performance of the song that night, Schwartz left Babyface's name off the nomination submission sheet. He felt that because the additions Babyface added to the song were not featured in the actual film, he did not deserve writing credits. However, while Babyface did not receive the Oscar, Carrie and Houston performed the version, his version of the song because they were more familiar with it than the one in the film. Prior to their performance at the Academy Awards, they sang it on November 26, 1998 on the Oprah Winfrey Show, promoting the song as well as uh, both of their albums. The song featured two music videos. The first and most commonly seen video was filmed at Brooklyn Academy of Music Performing Arts Center. The video features both singers and begins with Houston and Carrie performing in a large auditorium, given the illusion of a concert. Towards the end of the video, clips of the film are projected onto the large screen at the concert while they belt out the final verse. The alternate video was only seen on NBC's special When You Believe, music inspired by the Prince of Egypt, broadcast on December 13, 1988, and then it features a similar synopsis with both singers performing on a large stage of an old Egyptian pyramid. Okay, so the song basically discussed, um, you know, a theme from the the Prince of Egypt, which is an adaptation of the biblical story of the Exodus. When you believe is a song in the film by characters um, and the characters of the film and a chorus of people departing from the slavery of Egypt of the Red Sea to the Red Sea and the promised land. The protagonist of the ballad recall tough times that have caused them to question their own faith they have prayed for many nights to god but those prayers have seemed to remain unanswered and now they wonder if their faith has been only a waste of time nevertheless the main characters realize that although the times may be difficult their faith should remain strong um the original draft of the song used the lyrics you can do miracles when you believe but this seemed to imply that the believer not god was responsible for performing miracles the lyric was later changed to there can be miracles when you believe which is just kind of like a fyi little known fact um houston Saint had sung in a church choir while growing up and carrie had always connected her to her faith through music so when they came together to do the song um Two church girls who know him. I didn't understand um, why it didn't do as well as it did. Um, I don't know. Come on, like I'm in this time of fear and prayer, so often perils in vain. Hope seems like the summer bird. Come on now. Too swiftly blown away. But now I'm standing here. It's too, it's too, it's too late to be singing like that. But that song is everything. But I think, I don't know, was it just too good? People did not fuck with that song. Um, some people called it unexpected and unexpectedly dull. Um, the Babyface stamp track is indeed lovely, offering an instantly accessible chorus and a squeaky clean message of all things are possible when you believe in your dreams. He added, the genius story is the track is the return of Houston, who sounds fantastic, as clear and confident as ever. 
Um, so that's a good thing that people liked about it. Another editor, Paul Verna, stated that it is a high-powered duet and later highlighted the song while reviewing Houston's album... Um, they gave it a great review. Daily Record said it was epic. Ebony noted it was powerful. When You Believe received mixed reviews from David Brown, an editor at Interminable Weekly, who gave it a C minus and wrote that the song had so much saps, maple trees will be jealous. He called the song's religious aspect insipid. Mm. And felt its inspirational message felt forced and generic. Henrik Bach from Gotha, who called it a beautiful ballad. Um, you know, I won an Academy Award. Um, it won the Broadcast Film Critics Associated Awards for Best Song, fourth the fourth Critics Choice Award. That was number four. The fourth, like, it came out in nineteen ninety four. That's so weird. Now there's like, like, what are we on the thirtieth? I don't know. It was nominated for the Best Original Song in a Motion Picture for the 1999 Golden Globes and Best Song Written Specifically for a Motion Picture or Television at the 2000 Grammys. Houston and Carrie were nominated for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals at the 2000 Grammys. Two years later, that's weird. Um, on the charts, the song performed moderately in the United States despite a performance of the, the Oprah Winfrey Show. Remember when you could perform on Oprah and not perform anywhere else, child, and your song will be number one as long as you did a great performance on um, Oprah. Like, that was a big deal. You performed on Oprah, she sent you right up the motherfucking charts. Okay, but um, it peaked at number 15 on the Billboard, on the Billboard Hot 100 and number three on the Billboard's Adult Contemporary chart. Um, it went gold. I can't believe like two of the biggest selling female artists at that time just went gold. Um, it's still gold. That's crazy. 1998. It's gold. Maybe they need to update it. I don't know. That is crazy to me. That's my biggest. I don't. It was more like a question. It's not. (laughs) I don't really have a lot to say about it. It's just to me, I still don't understand what people don't. Every time I, ever since I've heard that song since I was a child. And it's, it's still a song that shot up in my bones. You know what I mean? Like shut up in my bones. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was something that I'm not, a, I do listen to gospel music. I'm, I know him, you know what I mean? Like y'all know, I love the Lord. I sing gospel, you know, I believe in, but I prefer inspirational music opposed to gospel music. And these are one of my, this is one, like my, maybe my most, my favorite besides the optimist, um, optimistic. I'm sorry about the sounds of blackness. That is my favorite song of all time, but this is my Second favorite inspirational song of all time. And I don't understand what's wrong with it. I feel like maybe it was like, I think they brought those girls in. Um, Babyface did a great time, a great job orchestrating them together, putting them together, bringing the best out of both of them without overstepping each other. It was beautifully done. They sound inspired. They sound lovely. They sound, um, Faith filled, like the words were perfect. Um, I think if they had done the song, I would have loved to see them perform that. Lord, I, I do this. I feel like I talk about Whitney's death every week, but like I would have loved to see them perform that at a reunion special or something at the Grammys or something like that. Now, it wouldn't have sounded 
you know what? Actually, I feel like it might have sounded realer with their voices today. Not Whitney's. You know, maybe, you know, I'm thinking maybe 2003, Whitney. Maybe in 2003, Whitney and Mariah re- redoing this. You know what I mean? And and, and just giving us maybe um, a split chorus. I mean, split verse and uh, that bridge and that chorus. You know, that would have been everything. I just don't know. It's just a question. I don't have much to think about. It's more like a just um, tweet me at Carmine Davis. Um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Um, email me show at Carmine Davis.com. Carmine Davis show at gmail.com. Let me know. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand why it wasn't. No, I, I'm like a platinum plus hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I felt like this is a, I don't know, like a big ballot. I don't know what's wrong with it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a taste thing, child. Let me know. I know my girls on Twitter are going to tell me. Let me know. Just a question. I don't have anything much to say. (laughs) Why didn't y'all fuck with when you believe? All right, so moving on um, to our third and final segment of the show. But before we do, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, rate, review, do whatever you got to do to keep informed and keep in the know on this show. Um, I don't do it for my health. So just letting you know that. <laughs> so make sure you follow. <laughs> um, I was just trying to break that, you know monotony of that little spill but make sure you follow um and rate and review the show i don't do it for my health like i say all the time and we're moving on to the third and final segment of the show which is our love relationship and sex segment usually it gets really spicy around these parts but sometimes that spiciness kind of comes and goes a little too fast you know what i'm saying so thanks to cosmopolitan.com we are giving you 19 ways to make sex last longer. Now, if y'all know me, I'm very, I talk about it all the time. I'm a very insatiable lover. An hour or two is still not long enough if I really love what I'm doing. I love going a long, long, long time. But most people don't these days. They think they can do it in 30 minutes to an hour and they're doing something. Like, and who are these people that are coming in like 10 minutes? I can't even like jack off and come in like less than an hour or two. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even, and I'm not bragging or anything like that. Like I really just, I love sex. Like when I finally get to do it, I like it for a long time. So follow these steps. If you want to be like me. Okay. And, and satiable lover. One set aside uninterrupted time for sex. Look, there's nothing wrong with allotting time for sex in your calendar. I'm not saying you need to plan it every week, but sending your partner a sexy Gmail calendar invite for when you want to jump their bones is hot. And um, carving out the time in between meetings or other obligations will make you feel rushed and may negatively impact the experience. So dedicate the whole evening or morning or afternoon to your sexcapade, my friend. Two, practice deep breathing techniques. Energy healer and tantrika Ali Duncan suggests practicing your breath work. Breathe, 
Breath allows the energy to flow through the body in such a way that it takes the intensity of the sensation in the lower body and runs it through the rest of the body. She says breath can support full body orgasms without rejection or a genital orgasm. Try circle breathing and micro cosmetic orbit breathing to practice. I've never heard of that one as they are the ones most practiced in Tantra suggest Duncan. Three, dabble in some CBD, a.k.a. THC. Fun. Use cannabis or CBD the next time you have sex. Um, says clinical sexologist Sarah Melancon, PhD sexuality expert with sextoycollective.com. According to sex toy company Lioness, 73% of survey participants agreed that cannabis increased the length of their partner sex. Oh, and CBD apparently increases the session by 51%, y'all. 51%. I know I love, like, I never really get, every time I get, I hate really getting high with, like, friends and stuff because I get really, really horny. Um, I love smoking and fucking. That's my favorite thing to do. Like, um, sativa if I'm topping, indica if I'm bottoming, just to be a little bit more TMI for you. You didn't come here to not hear my TMI. You came here to hear all my TMI. So that's it for you. Um, Four, remember that sex doesn't just mean penetration. Everyone has a different definition of what sex means to them. In the context specifically, it is important to keep in mind that sex doesn't only mean strictly penetration. It can also include loads and loads and loads of foreplay, kissing, massaging, etc., Warming up will increase your odds of an orgasm. And this way you won't be totally bothered by penetration that only lasts a few minutes. Also, pro tip, sex doesn't have to end just because one of you orgasmed. Okay? Get that shit back up. Or... Okay, five. Have them tap into lower levels of arousal. Um, this is interesting. Um, Zenit Palat. Author of Living an Orgasmic Life explains that sometimes men specifically who struggle to last long during sex are so highly aroused, they can't prevent ejaculation from happening until it's too late. To be able to last longer during sex, a man needs to learn how to hang out at a lower levels of arousal for longer periods of time. Six, try a penis ring. And it's not a one-size-cures-all solution, but as Carol Queen, PhD, notes, some guys do find that trying a penis ring helps them last longer. So if it's worth a try, it's worth a try. As Lisa Finn, brand manager and sex educator at Babeland, has explained to Cosmopolitan before, penis rings work by restricting the blood flow into the shaft of the penis, which can help maintain a stronger erection. This is one guy I follow on um only fans and he has the weirdest penis rings that i've ever seen i didn't know that they were could go all over your fucking balls like oh maybe i'm thinking i don't know that might be something else but anyway practice mindfulness number seven august mclaughlin author of girl boner the good girl's guide to sexual empowerment says that practicing mindfulness and breathing can also help slow ejaculation down bonus practicing mindfulness outside of the bedroom can only can only help your game in bed too use an app for guided meditation once a day for example to try mindful eating where you focus on foods flavors and textures while avoiding distractions such as your phone says mclaughlin focus on the other partner's pleasure to take the pleasure the pressure off nine try training it try training for it 
Seriously, it's if the premature finishing situation doesn't stem from a medical issue for either of you, it's always possible to just try having more sex. For some couples, it's a matter of sexual endurance conditioning. Think of it the same way you'd go to a gym to get stronger. Um, This is especially helpful if the partner in question doesn't masturbate very often. I'm aware that sounds incredibly unsexy, but taking some of the novelty out of it can extend the time before an orgasm feels inevitable. 10. Have them incorporate toys. 11. Spend more time on foreplay. 12. Have them masturbate beforehand. You know, like bust a nut before they get another nut. You know, it takes a little longer for the second one. You know what I'm saying? 13. Take advantage of a man's refractory period. Who says sex needs to be limited to just one session? This one won't work for everyone, but marriage therapist Lisa Thomas recommends starting things up again a few minutes after he ejaculates. Many men experience less sensitivity during the second erection. Thomas explains, as long as you don't mind waiting the minute, few minutes or switching back to foreplay and he can get it up relatively quickly you shouldn't have never you should have better results in round two um yeah that's what i like to do i like to go a couple of rounds if possible but i would pref- i like one big boom if you know what i'm saying 14 try something new and out of the ordinary in the bedroom 15 try edging while they're about to orgasm, have them stop and wait about a minute or so before going back at it. Everyone has an orgasmic point of no return and ejaculate ejaculatory inevitability. And oh God, say that three times. An ejaculatory inevitability, inevitability, ejaculatory inevitability, ejaculatory inevitability. As sex researcher Dr. Ian Kerner puts it, Edging trains the body to delay that point so they can spend more time on the edge more and more time pleasing you. Um, 16. Squeeze the base of your partner's penis. 17. Encourage your partner to do Kegels, yoga, and Pilates. 18. Try perpendicular sex positions. And 19. Medicaid. In some situations, your partner may want to consider seeing a doctor. The variety of prescriptions are available if premature ejaculation is a serious issue that's negatively affecting your relationship. And while there are over-the-counter supplements that tout their ability to improve a guy's stamina, your best bet is to go through someone who knows what they're talking about. Guys can check in with a urologist to see what the issue is and what steps can be taken. And as a general idea, it's best to avoid supplements you can buy at a gas station. (laughs) I believe in good sex is long sex. It doesn't have to be like hours, even though I I'd prefer it. But an, an hour is an hour and a half of good sex is just good. I think an hour and a half is an hour and a half is my is my end point. But that's our show. What a fucking crazy week. Um, next week is my birthday, bitch. So. Um, make sure y'all tweet me Carmine da- Carmine Davis or Instagram, whatever, and give me a birthday shout out. My birthday is the twelfth. It's Capricorn season. I'm turning the big two five again. So hit me up. Give me a happy birthday shout out. I think yeah. So by the time this next show comes up, it'd be my birthday. It'd be the birthday beach. So I am. It's my birthday. So. Thank y'all so much for listening. 
um i love y'all be safe out there it's crazy but we're gonna keep our head up and we're gonna keep pushing through it because we ain't no bitch so see y'all next week